Welcome to our ninth episode of the podcast series from UCL Business, Big Talks on Big Impacts. UCL Business, or UCLB, is the commercialization company for UCL, and this year-long podcast series celebrates the company's 30 years of collaboration and impact. I'm Ana lemo Senior Business Manager at UCLB, and today I'm looking forward to discussing a social venture we're very proud of, called Help Diabetes, with my guest, Orla O'Donnell. This episode will focus on how social ventures can have a positive impact in people's lives. For those who are not familiar with social ventures, they are businesses with a social or environmental mission which reinvest most profits back into the business to further that social mission or for the benefit of the community. UCLB was, in 2012, the first technology transfer office in the UK to appoint a dedicated social ventures business manager. Our social venture support and proof-of-concept funding helps UCL researchers to unlock impact from research that has a primary focus to make a difference to people's lives, tackle environmental issues, or meet community needs. Before introducing Orla, I wanted to share that this podcast is very special because it's an opportunity to celebrate Professor Elizabeth Moore's life, who passed away earlier this year on 7th April. Elizabeth was the co-director of the UCLE Health Unit and led the development of Help Diabetes, a self-management program for people with type 2 diabetes. She was a GP and will be remembered for her innovations and international reputation in e-health and the development of digital interventions aiming to find practical solutions to address a range of health problems. Throughout her career, Elizabeth sought to make a difference and was driven by an ambition to see evidence-based practice implemented to make a difference to the lives of patients. I would like to introduce you to our guest today, Orla O'Donnell, who is currently Divisional Manager at the Division of Biosciences at the UCL Faculty of Life Sciences. Orla was Chief Operating Officer for Health Digital Kick a community interest company we incorporated in 2015 to commercialize Help Diabetes. She was also the project manager for the rollout of Help Diabetes, responsible for finance, sales, and marketing, as well as the day-to-day -day operational delivery of the program. That's quite a lot. Welcome, Orla. Thanks, Anna. It's nice to be here today. It's great to have you here. I think it would be helpful uh, if we talk about the first phase of uh, health diabetes. Um, tell us a bit more about the program and its benefits. Uh, why was it important for Elizabeth and the UCL team to develop an online intervention for people with type 2 diabetes? Sure. So Help Diabetes, which stands for Healthy Living for People with Type 2 Diabetes, um, was originally developed as part of an NIHR program grant, which Elizabeth Murray um, was the primary principal investigator on. Um, so we um, received a grant from the NIHR to um, develop, evaluate and implement um, an online programme. Um, 
Type 2 diabetes costs the NHS about 10% of its annual budget. Um, and currently, it's a nice recommendation that um, patients who are um, diagnosed with type 2 diabetes be offered a structured education programme on diagnosis, but take up is quite low. Um, a lot of those programmes have run face to face. So, Elizabeth's idea was that we um, developed um, an online programme so it'd be more accessible for patients um, and that patients would be able to self sign themselves up as well. Um, so, it's quite a holistic programme. Um, we, we kind of included links to weight loss programs um information for carers and family members as well so it was kind of a, a big huge offering um that was developed and then we had successful trial results as well so um it was elizabeth's vision that it would be made freely available um for the nhs as a service um yeah yeah i remember that was the first thing that when i met um elizabeth uh, she told me it needs to be sustainable yeah. but it needs to be free uh, for patients in the nhs and, yeah. and that's why we thought about um, a social venture so let's talk about the commercialization journey like the kind of that second phase and if we go back to 2015 uh, when we incorporated help digital kick um, can, can you think about, uh, or maybe just share with our audience, um, why was the company needed? Uh, and also, um, what were the first opportunities in terms of, you know, business development? Yeah, so we, uh, well, Elizabeth, it was very much led by Elizabeth, but we looked at um, kind of different rollout options. We spoke to various different people. It was already being used in um, Islington Clinical Commissioning Group, Islington CCG, um, as part of the research. Um, but I think what Elizabeth realised early on was that it needed to be sustainable. So we did need an income stream. Obviously, it was grant funded um, and that was a finite resource. Um, but given its kind of success and how many people liked it and used it, we got really good feedback from patients and, and health professionals who were using it. Um, so I think Elizabeth um, looked at different options, um, but as I say, realised that we needed an income screen, sorry, an income stream. Um, and that's when we got in touch with UCL Business um, and had conversations with them about, um, you know, different options and setting up a community interest company just seemed to be the right fit, really. Um, we wanted a not-for-profit um, company um, that we could kind of make it sustainable but obviously we had to think about because it's an online program so we needed um, ongoing costs for maintenance and um, insurance and those types of things um, so yeah that just seemed to be the right fit and then we got in touch with UCL Business um, who um, introduced us to a kind of a, a whole new world really um, being academics at UCL um, it was something that I think neither Elizabeth nor I had ever um, done before but it kind of um, opened our, our eyes up to the world of business um, and that's when we got um, we were part of the Innovator um, program as well, which was really good, great. Great. And and uh, I think I, I may know the answer to this question, but was it challenging to convince clinical commissioning groups uh, to adopt health diabetes? Uh, and in your opinion, did it make a difference that the company was a social venture? I'm not going to you know, tell like it was quite difficult to get it um into clinical commissioning groups. Um but that's more political and to do with the kind of budget um challenges that the NHS faces every day, probably more so now than ever. Um what I think did make a difference was the successful trial results, mm -hmm. um, the fact that uh Elizabeth was a clinician, um, you know, they were kind of NHS clinicians. We had health psychologists as well. Um, and we had a UCL brand, so, you know, it had kind of been tried and tested. Um, um, you know, I think the UCL 
kind of logo was quite powerful. Um, I think that definitely helped get us into the introduction meetings, but then there were all kinds of challenges. Um, you know, looking back, we kind of learnt a lot. Um, it did feel like quite a slog at the time, but, um, you know, we managed to kind of get get the introduction meetings and get good contacts, um, you know, through word of mouth and, and just trust. And the fact that Elizabeth was a GP working for the NHS was quite helpful. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely the evidence uh, and the fact that, yeah, the, the clinical trial um, mm. and, and being done by, by UCL was really powerful when you're talking to GPs who at the end are, are kind of like uh, the ones that make the decision in terms of purchasing uh, for clinical commissioning groups. Yeah. I just think they're asked to. They were being asked to do, um, you know, to take on different things all the time. So this might have felt like another thing, um, but we did end up um, signing contracts with seven CCGs in the end. So you know, it didn't we didn't do too bad? No, that was a, a <laughs> wonderful accomplishment. Um, and I think many f- founders um, underestimate the amount of time and effort that is required for an innovation to be adopted by the NHS. I think I heard once that it was around seven years. Yeah. I think we did it in, in much, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, probably around like four years or something like that, which is which is quite great. But you, I remember you work very hard with GP practices to encourage adoption. Uh, can you please share some of those strategies and which ones were the most successful? Yeah, so we kind of just requested introduction meetings, really. And then what helped us was the fact that we had done an implementation study in Islington. So we did have a lot of kind of experience um, with what works and things. Um, but in the in my role as um, the chief operating officer, I used to go along with one of our diabetes specialist nurses um, to kind of practice meetings and things. Um, we adopted a model where we suggested that each CCG would have a change manager, so somebody dedicated um, to kind of getting the leaflets out, um, going to the GP practice meetings, talking to the nurses, just kind of selling the benefits, really. Um yeah, we, we we helped very much with the development um, of distribution leaflets. Um, we tried to make it as easy as possible, really, for the CCGs um, so that it was a no-brainer. Um, you know, we did things like this. The patients could sign up for themselves, and that was something that we adopted later on. Um, and then we realised we needed the structured education programme as well, so we... Um, um, worked with two diabetes specialist nurses to develop that um, so that you know just kind of made it fit with what the what the clinical commissioning groups needed and what the patients needed um, to try and make it as easy as possible the good thing about online as well is you can make it freely available you know to the, across the whole of the CCG if they had licenses so that really helped as yeah. well yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. quite scalable also in terms exactly. of, of costs mm. for the CCG yeah um, and the company benefited from seed funding from Health Ocean Innovators. There was a partnership between UCLB and THT Social Investments with backing from the Cabinet Office Social Incubator Fund, which supported early stage social ventures in health. Uh, I think you participated in that accelerator program. I did, yeah. Um, and how was, how was the support and the investment uh, helpful? Well, the investment, I honestly don't think we could have done without it um, because it was grant funded. So our funding ended, I think, in 2016, I think we, we extended. Yeah. I mean, we covered things like insurance costs, um, 
marketing costs. We also had to upgrade the system at the time. So when we started out on this, it was, you know, things just changed so quickly in terms of the technology and stuff. Um, so there was a lot of work around that. That helped that, you know, that, that funding helped cover that. Um, security. Um, I think we, you know, use some of it for marketing and things. Um, but the program itself was was excellent as well. As I say, they, you know, we'd been working for UCL, so it was completely unlike anything we'd ever done before, um, and that was just invaluable as well because it's it's a different world, really. You know, the business world and the academic world, just yeah. So. Yeah. Were any sessions like particularly good? I remember you did some kind of like pitching. Yeah, <laughs> the fun. pitching was quite scary. I I think the. One of the best things I remember was the contacts that we made through yeah, that program, yeah. definitely. It was just absolutely the right fit. So we made lots of um, contacts with charitable, uh, you know, charities, um, very quite senior people in organisations who were just really helpful in introducing us to other people. Um, we also um, did things like we went to the NHS Expo and things like that. Um, so, you know, kind of having stands and things Um, it was just brilliant, really. And yeah, the mentoring was really good. Yeah, the pitching was a little bit scary, but but good fun, because that's exactly what I needed to do to go in, you know, when I was pitching for the CCG. So yeah, really good. So really it's opening good. kind of like the, the network that was probably the, the greatest benefit. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us a bit more about uh, the clinical trial and the implementation study. Sure, yeah. So the NIHR program grant... Um, as part of that, we had five work packages. Um, we did lots of focus groups and information gathering with patients and health professionals about what they would want. Um, and then we used all of that information um, to develop the online program and pilot it. So the pilot was quite good fun. Everything that we want, you know, that could go wrong did go wrong, um, <laughs> which was, you know, the, the whole um, point of the pilot, I suppose. Um, and then in parallel, we ran um, a trial as well as an implementation study. So the implementation study was um, rolling it out in Islington CCG. And with the trial, um, we used the outcome measures HbA1c and PAID, which is the problem areas in health diabetes um, questionnaire, so measuring diabetes-related distress. Um, so the trial results showed that it did um, work. Um, with the implementation study, it was a bit trickier because we did have challenges with um, uptake. Um, and that's, I think, probably the thinking behind having a change manager. Um, we were lucky enough... Um, to have Jamie Ross, our colleague, who was going into the GP practices in Islington um, and kind of making, you know, well, making people, trying to convince people, um, you know, GPs to take it on. Um, but, you know, that was all learning as well, which really helped us, I think, um, when we were kind of doing it in real life, if you like, when we were, you know, working with, um, you know, setting up the, um, the kick Um, to get it all going so it was all experience really it felt like quite hard work at the time but now you know given its success it's all been worth it <laughs> definitely and uh, what about when the company was incorporated so, so you are already been working with a CCG uh, how the kind of relationship maybe change or what are the things um, you needed to consider for a more kind of like commercial relationship Yeah, so yeah, obviously it changes when, you know, money is being exchanged. So it was all okay and hunky-dory when we were, um, you know, doing it as part of the research. But yeah, obviously um, 
think his LinkedIn kept it on for a, for a bit of time afterwards. And then I think from our perspective and their perspective, it's all about uptake. Um, it's going to be um, better value for money the more people who are using it. Um, so it was kind of a, you know, a struggle to go in um, and, you know, because some CCGs are bigger than others as well. So it's different um, numbers of GP practices that you need to engage with. Um, so, yeah, we kind of took the stance of going into practice meetings um, and getting people to use it that way. I think it's just about raising awareness. Um, you know, that was kind of um, the biggest thing for us because it's so easily available because it's online. So it's just getting people aware um, getting those information leaflets out and things. Um, and, yeah. Wonderful. You were in charge of basically pitching for mm -hmm. business. And, and I remember going with you once to the north of England to pitch for one of the yeah. contracts. Um, <laughs> Which we won. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was wonderful. Um, can you share a bit about um, anything that you've learned or things that were kind of like successful uh, when you were pitching? I, I probably changed depending on the on the customer, but uh, anything that you learned that you would like to share? Um, I think it's about really selling the benefits, really. You know, um, there are there's lots of information about diabetes and things online, um, lots of things that are free. So we used to get asked, oh, well, why is this different? You know, we can get this on... Um, you know, other websites for free. It's just information. So, um, again, I think having the trial results was really important. Um, and also the fact that this was a holistic program. So I think it was quite different in that it measured, you know, it's kind of talking about emotional distress. We had a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy input as well. Um, and I think that that um, made a real difference. Um, but I think it's just about selling the benefits Um, of the program really and you know having clear answers to those questions it was funny the more pitches we kind of did we got the same questions um, you know it started to repeat itself so I did feel by you know kind of pitch number 10 that I had that had that <laughs> presentation down you had the benefit yeah. slot yeah exactly yeah. it's just changing from thinking about you know obviously it's, it's a wonderful thing for patients but it's about how this benefits that particular clinical commissioning group and how exactly. it's gonna perhaps reduce time from from the staff or etc yeah exactly so different areas have different demographics as well Um, you know, we've kind of tried to include different um, menu options and things on there as well. So that was quite good fun. I remember um, going out to eat in a Nigerian restaurant just to test some stuff. It was really, really good fun. Things like that were, were good. Yeah, that's great. And if, if we talk about the third phase um, of health diabetes, that is basically the the rollout. So Elizabeth's uh, determination led to health diabetes being licensed to NHS England by UCLB for a national rollout. And based on Help Diabetes, uh, Healthy Living uh, is a web-based structural education program that supports people to learn more about type 2 diabetes and improve their health and well-being. Healthy Living is now available nationally for all people living with type 2 diabetes in England to help them manage their condition. What are your thoughts about um, the program being now uh, available nationally? I just think it's absolutely fantastic. You know, it's like all the hard work that we put in has really paid off. And I think that was always Elizabeth's vision. Um, so, you know, it's great that she's kind of left that legacy. Um, it's great that it's sustainable as well. And I think it's just, you know, it's it's so easily available to people. So 
um, I think it's all just, you know, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of the team, really proud of Elizabeth. Um, I'm proud to say I was part of it. Um, it's just great to see that it's, you know, not just ended and that it's going on um, and helping people. So there's a lot of emotional support as well, which I think makes it a little bit different. Um, and I just think it's, yeah, just just fantastic. <laughs> that That's great. And, and that's wonderful to, to finish with. Um, thank you, Orla, so much for your time. Uh, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to, well, having had the opportunity to, to work with you, but now talk and, and learning more about your experience and also to celebrate uh, Professor Elizabeth Murray's legacy. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, and please do not miss out the next episode of UCL Business Big Talks on Big Impact. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.